0: What's up, guys? My name is James, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, yeah, my sobriety date's July 28th, 2011. Uh, I have a home group Tuesday night, men's stag, nomads meeting at Thursdays. And, uh, yeah, happy birthday to Maria and Campbell. Welcome to the newcomers. I'm glad you guys are here. Um, yeah, I, I, love I love AA, man. Uh, I do also, I do have a sponsor. I'm I'm fresh off of fifth, uh, which feels good. Um, It's been a while since I had done one of those and uh, it it feels really good to be here. I'm pretty fired up. So um, with that, I love AA. Uh, AA has. I don't like to say it, it changed my life because at one point, like I, I truly believed that like, I wasn't going to have a life. Um, I was under the belief that uh, like, by the time I came into these rooms, like the only way that I could explain it is like, I, I truly thought like my soul had left my body. Um, I had lost everything internal that, that I held close to me, whether it was dreams, aspirations, love, kindness, manners, everything was wiped out. You know, I was pretty young when I came in here, I came in here at 17. And, and so I didn't lose a lot, but I did lose a lot. Um, and that was super confusing for me um, where my drinking and using led me was junior year. i I fractured my skull in a blackout, five pieces into my sinus cavity. Um, traumatic brain injury, third degree memory loss, personality change. I'm rehabbing for a good nine months, but it's, I'm still rehabilitating. from it. Um, And not only that, but like my brain is so fragile in that state. And um, and after I'd gone in for surgery to get the pieces out of, out of my head um, that were just floating, I'm sitting there with all this gauze shoved up my nose and I'm now introduced to pills for the first time and now I'm sitting there trying to shove this shit up my nose and my nose is bleeding and and I'm not even supposed to use it. I'm not even supposed to shower uh, because they're like, you can't use your nose at all. And I'm sitting there trying to get this stuff up there so that I can, literally my only thought was if I could do this right now, I'm going to be okay and I know I'm going to be all right as long as I just can achieve this thing. Pain for me wasn't a big deal, it it never has been. Um, And so I was determined and at one point it it worked. Um, From then on, it it was a lot of pills, a lot of drinking and just pretty much anything I could get my hands on. Um, By the time I I started the journey of getting sober, my mom is the one who really got me in here. and, there, and she, she practiced OA. She, when, when I was young, she went to treatment for eating disorder and, but she went to AA meetings because they, it, it, she felt better in, in these rooms. Um, she felt like there was more to gain just by listening to you guys. And so her idea was, okay, if, if AA works the way it's supposed to, if I could just get them into these rooms, I think it's going to be all right. Uh, and they can do what I know I can't do. Um, and one day she caught me, um, I, I was packing my stuff. I was 17 and I was packing my stuff because my mom was kicking me out. She had told me, I'm not gonna kick you out till you're 18, but that failed. And so I, I'm sitting there packing my stuff and, and uh, she was like, do you wanna go to a meeting? And I was like, I don't know. Um, but I something in me just said, okay. Um, her and I's relationship was in a lot of turmoil at that time. And I was just like, whatever, I don't care. I'll do whatever it is to get you off my back and have a roof over my head. And so I was going to a basically kind of, I, I was more scared of her than the course, to be quite honest. And so I was uh, something I like to say is like, I was mandated by my mom to come in here. Um, and so like, I, she brought me to my, she took me to the first few meetings. Um, she came with me. I was scared shitless. Uh, and she pushed me to get this one guy's phone number. And it was at a speaker meeting kind of similar to this in Seal Beach. And I really connected to one of the guys who shared for seven minutes. He only had a year. I didn't even care about the people who had 10 years. I, I didn't give a fuck. It was like, dude, like if you have a year, I don't know. Um, and I got his number and I, and and he took me around the meeting and, and he introduced me to people. And it was the first time in my life that up until that point that I had experienced love, like from other human beings separate from my family. And, uh, I just saw what they talk about with that, like the light in the eyes. Um, and I I was like, there's no way that I could ever get that. Um, but I I'm down to be around it. You know, I don't think I could get it, but, but, I, it's much better than what I'm experiencing right now. Like the, the people, uh, and so I kept getting loaded but I was showing up to meetings and my mom didn't care cuz I was still showing up. Um and I was lying about it. I thought I was fooling everybody and and I'm rolling around on my skateboard. I have this beat up forerunner. Um and uh I'm just rolling to meetings just cuz I, I don't know what to do. Like I'm just genuinely lost, man. Like and, and I could feel a little bit of love here and and people would buy me food and and uh guys would sit there and talk to me. Um Even when I, even when like whatever is cut, like whatever came out of my mouth first five years in here was so wild, man. Like I, I didn't know how to talk to people. And so like, I'm sitting there like telling them about like, I don't even know, but they would sit and listen and they would talk to me and, and they'd take me out on trips and they would talk to my parents for hours on end so that they can, they'd be like, so that my parents could feel safe. I was on straight lockdown. And so they'd talk to my family and be like, Hey, let's go. Or we're doing this trip or whatever. And they'd take me and they'd be like, come on, bud. And, and um, I felt a lot of love from the older men in these rooms. Um, and that's really what kept me coming back, even though I was getting, I was, at one point I was like, okay, either I'm gonna like tell somebody, stop taking dirty chips, get honest, or I'm gonna actually like leave and like do my thing again. And uh, I chose to like tell someone and I and I made it very dramatic. Um, It was a very big deal for me. Um, And they just loved me anyways, you know, and, and up until that point, everything I had done was a mistake. I grew up playing sports and that was the only thing that I was really good at. And I was given this, I like one thing that I struggled, that I struggled with even further on was, was like my sense of pride of like, like not giving up. And, and by the time I got in here I was so, I felt the powerlessness very, very easily on when I was using and drinking, like very early on, I was waking up crying cause I knew what I was going go to go do, but I didn't want to do it. Um, and I couldn't understand that cause everything like I, like I, I had accolades outside of school, but, um, and so it was really confusing for me as to why I couldn't do this on my own. Um, and, you know, flash forward to, you know, five years sober, I'm, uh, I, i it, it pulled me away from AA. That whole thing, like, it, it isolated myself, and and I drift I started drifting away, and it just started getting deeper and deeper until now. It's been like a year and a half. I haven't been to a single meeting. I'm playing in a band. I'm justifying it because I'm living with other alcoholics, and uh, I am, a thousand times more miserable than I was out, out, out using. Um, the only reason why I didn't use it was because I knew exactly where it was going to lead me it was it, basically my ego kept me, kept me dry and sober. And, um, but I was, I was suicidal. And at one point I, I made some, I I engaged in some behavior that just really drove me down to where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I figured out a way that I could do it where my mom wouldn't know. Uh, no one would really know if, if I did, if I did kill myself or not. And I'm driving down the five from Anaheim and, uh, I called this guy who I met very early on and uh, I ended up at his house and I'm five years sober. I'm in probably the most pain I'd ever felt. And uh, it was the first time, like I truly surrendered actually to another person um, and just said, I'm in so much pain and I don't know what to do. And uh, I can't do this alone. And like, I need help. And he sat there with me and, and we started reading in the book up until that point, I hadn't read it in the book ever. And, um, no one had done that with me. No one had sat down and, and, and read the big book with me. That was the first time that that happened. And that's really where I found everything in here, man. I found freedom. I frown, I found joy. I found purpose because now I'm reading this book with an understanding that like, I'm Not only am I, I'm going to be okay, but I now have something to give to someone else. And from then on, like it just became about giving for me, you know, taking another man through the book, taking anyone else really who wants to read in this big book that like changed my life. I love AA. I love the people who've shown up for me. They've always been there. Um, and like, yeah, I I wouldn't want it any other way, man. I live a very, uh, free life today and I'm super grateful for that. So thank you guys. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.